it is more important now than ever for families to instill the values they want into their children and equip them to make better choices in life. Timeless Truths will inspire you to do just that. Thank you to my friend Daryl Rolark, the recording artist, composer, and producer of this music called Beautiful Soul. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Timeless Truths. I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Cindy Bartelli, and we have a very good episode planned for you today. She is the author of a book called The Heart Healer. So if you're watching it, you can see a picture of the book here. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about Cindy, and I'm looking so forward to this episode. So her, her book is called The Heart Healer, and that is the name of the episode as well. Cindy Bartelli spent many years as a human resources director and a business owner, paved a way for great entrepreneurial experiences. She loved business. While gaining all of this business experience, however, she was simultaneously exposed to a series of traumas, diseases, family deaths, breakups, and losses that added to a mountain of secret heartbreak. As a result, Cindy cultivated a new relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As this relationship with God matured, she discovered his deep love for her and his miraculous ability to heal all wounds from her past. Through much prayer and ministry training, Cindy now combines her business background with her passion for helping others heal from their past and maximize the strengths of their relationship. So her book is called The Heart Healer, and then she's got a study guide to go along with the books. They are both in English and Spanish, and they are presented privately and in group settings across the U.S. and Latin America. Her mission now is to connect the hearts of people to the heart of God, knowing him on a very personal level and recognizing his great love for us. It opens doors to healing from our past in extraordinary ways. So I'd like to welcome Cindy. Cindy, welcome. Thank you for joining me. It is my pleasure to be here. Oh, this this is wonderful. I have read your book twice. (laughs) And I have reviewed this study guide and your message is so important. And it is something I have never heard before. So it's called the heart healer. Can, can you explain a little bit about what it is and, and how you came to really understanding this? Well, yes, I've been in prayer ministry for over 30 years and I would pray with people and I've received certain levels of training for that. And in about 2008, I became involved in a couple of ministries where they specifically addressed wounds to the soul and heart wounds. And as I would pray using their method at their retreats or events or in private sessions, I would notice this incredible response with the person I was praying for um, when we addressed the heart wounds. And it became, through the teaching and through the the experiences and the observations, I realized this is tremendous. This is such great information. Somebody needs to get it out there to people. 
And I experienced a lot of my own healing along the way. So, of course, that made me quite the believer in the whole process. But I would approach pastors or ministry leaders and say, what do you think? You know, and they'd go, this sounds great. Go for it. And mm-hmm. I kept wanting them to take the ball and run with it. But instead, <laughs> you know, they would throw it back to me. And so finally, one day, the Lord spoke to me very clearly and said, this is for you to do. And I want you to tell the stories. And so that began the whole, in fact, the moment he told me that, and I finished debating it with him and realized, yes, I really (laughs) needed to do this. I did a word study in my Bible for the word heart. And depending on the translation, there are between 700, 800 mentions of heart in the Bible. And that was quite the experience to go through and read all of that. And it stirred up so much excitement in me about who God is and how much he loves us and how personal our experience with him can be. So when I wrote the book, I asked the Lord to really help me convey this. And the end result is the Heart Healer book. It is. And in the book, you talk about a definition of heart and what heart healing is. Can you define it for the listeners before we go into some of the more in-depth dialogue? Well, I guess A way to explain it is when we experience wounds to our hearts, and and some people describe our heart as the centermost part of our inner being, and um, it affects our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, our courage, and oh boy, does it affect our health. So a lot of people don't recognize that connection. Once they do, it becomes quite the revelation, really eye-opening, especially because God says in his word, I am near to the brokenhearted and I rescue those who are crushed in spirit. And as I researched that verse alone, I realized that the Hebrew translation for the word near or close to the brokenhearted is that God is so close, you could almost reach out and touch him. So if you translate that to who we are, then, and what we're personally experiencing, it's like when I'm sitting in a room and talking to God about a heartache experience that I just had, I can know because of what his word says that he is so near, I could almost reach out and touch him. And scriptures go on to how he gives us new life and when our hearts are broken and and so forth, on and on it goes. So knowing that and connecting people with that through the book helps them realize, whoa, God really loves me and he's there for me and he will heal me and his healing is permanent. That's just incredible. In our natural world, it's almost hard to comprehend, but it's real. You know, I think when people are brokenhearted, some of them may be tending to think God's far from them. But scripture, like you said, shows how close he really is. And that's important for them to realize that. So true. And, you know, there's a verse that I love to quote. It's in Proverbs chapter four. And he says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. It really does. The, yeah. your heart, that scripture really says that. You know, your heart really determines all of that in your life. It does. And yet, 
And yet something like heart healing as a topic, I've never heard of that before. I never have until you came along. And and this is so critical for so many people. It is. And honestly, now um, I had just heard a statistic that mental health has uh, mental health issues have increased by 30% just since the pandemic. So goodness, if you look beyond that, before that, we had enough issues, didn't we? And yes, so we now there are even increased needs for understanding that God is there, that he is ready to help us get past our past. He's ready to heal those shattered places within us. He really does. And you you know, mentioned that it has an effect on your health. And he doesn't want us to be ill. He doesn't want us to be affected by things. Things He wants mm-hmm. to prosper us even as our soul prospers. And that's mm-hmm. really what heart healing is, isn't it? Your soul prospering? Yes, it is. And one of the things that people underestimate tremendously so often is that there is a connection between the cruel words people said to us or the disastrous event, tragic event we experienced and how we're able to think about ourselves, how we're able to send and receive information and also how it affects our health, our physical being. God designed us to be able to handle certain crises, but not chronic stress and crisis. And th- and that happens to so many people. Mm-hmm. I really think so. And you think the young people today are really affected by this? Well, they are. And so often parents underestimate the impact of these things on their children. Often they think, well, their children, they'll get over it. And, you know, they don't. Time and again, oh my goodness, I have heard from readers and from people participating in my online classes that their trauma, their heartache, their struggles in life began with childhood experiences. Adults can say things to children that they don't really mean, but then Mm -hmm. the children can take and internalize those things. And those adults are just probably never thinking about it again, about the impact that that might have on them. Yes, you're so right. In fact, if it's okay, I'll tell a story as an illustration. Please do. Okay. So in the book, I described this little boy named Kenny and Kenny was trying to learn how to play catch in the front yard of his home with his dad. And his dad had actually been a professional baseball player. So here's little seven-year-old Kenny in his front yard, trying to catch his father's balls that were thrown to him. And he just couldn't get the hang of it. Just wasn't coordinated enough at that age to really be able to catch that ball and please his dad. And his dad got so frustrated that he threw his glove down, walked up to the front porch, opened the door, looked back at little Kenny with this look of disappointment. And he walked in the house without saying a word. And there's little seven-year-old Kenny standing in the yard, having seen all of this, feeling like he was such a disappointment to his dad. Now, he was seven years old at the time. When he was 70 years old, he found out about heart healing. 
And all those years, whenever he made a mistake, whenever he did something clumsy or that he felt like a loser about, but I mean, any little thing, what would go through his mind is, see, you're just a disappointment. Oh, and that's so sad. He carried that his life. All through his life. And his wife explained to me that even if he spilled milk, he'd be angry and, you know, clean up that milk and be so frustrated. And and she said she would ask him, did you used to get in trouble for spilling milk or dropping something? Because that's just a little milk spilled. He says, no, I'm just angry with myself for doing it. But later, when he received this heart healing, he explained, it's just that every time I did something like that, every time I did something, made any kind of mistake, the words that went through my mind were, see, you're just a disappointment. Oh, and that's so sad that somebody carries that their whole life. Mm-hmm. But you know, it makes you really wonder when you see some unusual behavior in someone as an adult, mm-hmm. what caused it? And we don't usually ask that. Is, oh, but, yes. But You're we so really right. should because it could mm-hmm. be something in their childhood that really triggered something like that. So often it is because of something like that. And of course, Kenny's story ends with the fact that God did heal his heart and he doesn't feel that way about himself anymore. But so there is a solution, but it rests in the hands of God. And he is the one who can resolve these things for us. But you're right. You know, you think about, in fact, I mentioned this in the book before you judge someone and you think, well, why don't they just push away from the table if they need to lose weight? Why don't they just stop drinking? Why don't they make up their minds? They're going to change. They don't realize that there is a a cause. There is a beginning to all of this and that they use those, the food or the alcohol or the shopping or the cutting or whatever it is they do to self-medicate, to cope. They use that to get by. And when God heals their heart from that experience in childhood, when they're able to just allow the Lord in, allow him to step in and go, let's heal that place of brokenness. When that happens, then it can affect what's compelling them to have this addictive behavior or this behavior that they're using to cope, to try to bury their pain. Yeah, and it just it makes me realize how many people must be doing that and just burying mm-hmm. that pain. And then it has trouble for them later in life with their spouse or their own children. I'm, I, I imagine if that happened to you, if I say it happened to me and I had children, and I wouldn't recognize when that was happening to them. So mm-hmm. it just keeps, keeps going on. Well, it yeah. does. And people don't all know there's a solution. Yeah, and the solution is the Lord. Yes, amen. Yeah, that is. And I want you to explain all about that uh, as we go along here. Uh, But I do have one question. You talked about these childhood experiences. Is it feasible that there's a couple of children in a family and one reacts like this and one maybe is not as scathed by it and is not as affected? Can Can that happen? Well, it certainly can. And, um, you know, my siblings and I are perfect examples of that. I begin the book telling the story of 
my mother's nervous breakdowns and the trauma that caused for me. And when I have said anything to my siblings about it, I have three, a brother and two sisters, they never were affected the same way. Now, they were affected by the experience, but it was in other ways. Didn't have anything to do with when she was taken away like it did for me. I've talked to parents before who go, well, it didn't happen that way. My daughter's complaining about such and such. It didn't happen that way. But what matters is how the daughter perceived it and what the experience was for her. Yeah. And I know a family where mother died and one of the sisters was so traumatized by it. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't until I read your book that I could see what was happening through that family. And she has tremendous health issues today that are just because she didn't recover from that. But the other two sisters understood the cycle of life and death and were able to get beyond it and move on with their lives. But one sister never did. And it's sad. It's really sad. But it wasn't until reading your book that it even made sense to me that all these odd medical issues she's having are really related to her inability to cope with it. So I intend to give her one of your books. Oh, well, I I pray so. Yes. I was just talking to somebody yesterday. I'm meeting with her and doing some coaching. And while we were talking, she was talking about last week being the anniversary of her mother's death. And, And she said, I just feel so, I was so sick that day. And she said, I guess there's a connection. I said, yes, this is what we've talked about. We don't always connect the fact that we're not healthy right now to the experiences we've had in our past. Yeah, it's amazing how that can really affect you. And when I read your book, I started really thinking about people I've known in my life and unusual things that happened and what could it have been tied to? And before this, I really never looked back. I never did. I I never tried to figure out what there might've been for an initiating cause, what kind of trauma and things Mm -hmm. might there be. And it was kind of eye-opening for me just to, to learn the, the connection with all of this, but it makes a lot of sense. Well, it really does. And there's no end because we're human and we have a human experience we're dealing with here. There's no end to opportunities for us to be traumatized again or hurt yes. again over something that's happened. And and just to be very transparent with you, this last year was really a tough year for us medically and emotionally in some other ways. And so suddenly one day I started having these dizzy spells that were so weird. I mean, to the point that I became nauseous and the room would spin. And I'm like, what is going on? This is so strange for me. And it happened three or four times, you know, over a period of a few weeks. And it coincided with an especially traumatic time for us. And I decided, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go to the doctor and just check it out with him and see what he thinks. Well, through the process of going to the doctor and to getting additional help. Nobody could find anything wrong with me. There was nothing wrong, according to them. And and at the same time, I was praying for heart healing. I began to ask the Lord to just step in and bring healing to me for the trauma that I had experienced. And you know what? The dizzy spells went away. Isn't that amazing? See, praying to the Lord and having him intervene in your life. You're an example Mm -hmm. of how it really 
does happen. He takes care of us and heals us. So true. And, you know, I was having a discussion with God about this and saying, <laughs> wait a minute, you know, I thought I was past all of this stuff. But, you know, he gives us fresh experiences to give us fresh things to talk about when we're authors and speakers. <laughs> That's right. He does. And it's important because you can relay then your personal experiences to people and it makes it more understandable and realistic because they mm-hmm. realize oh, this can happen to you. This can happen to me. It's it's just not some other person somewhere. That's right. That's right. You've talked about how people cope with things like this. What are Mm -hmm. some of the things that people do to be able to cope with the traumatic experience? You know, especially when they don't even realize what's going on. Well, I mean, a very common example now is medication. antidepressants, anti-anxiety pills. And I don't want to discount the value of the medical profession and pharmaceuticals at the right time in the right place. But at the same time, that is a coping mechanism for going to the root of the problem, which they're not necessarily equipped to do, but God is. And when people know that they can go to the Lord and receive this healing and this replacement of pain with his peace. It changes so much. It changes so much. And and I would say to you that if somebody reads the book or hears this message and, and they recognize God has healed them and given them peace, they don't necessarily need to stop the medication until they talk to their doctor again. But at the same time, they'll notice this tremendous difference because of who God is and what he can do. He's the creator of all mankind. Nothing is impossible for him. That is so true. That is so true. And do you have any other stories that you would like to relay that that bring this message home? Wow, I have so many. I have uh, so many people who've shared their stories with me, and it's such an honor and a privilege to hear them much less repeat them. Let me think. With regard to coping, is that what you'd like for me to share? Or any of them with heart healing that that really you feel are important stories that people should hear? Well, as you know, I love to tell stories from readers and participants in our group studies. And so I'm thinking about Sonia right now, and I do use pseudonyms when I speak and um, when I am appearing on podcasts and writing. And so this protects my people's privacy. So Sonia, we'll use her name, is someone who experienced a lot of childhood trauma. And when she was very young, she realized her father rejected her and did not love her. And so much so that she experienced a lot of physical abuse, many beatings, and she still remembers being able to see her mother in the shadows in the rooms while she was being beaten, and her mom would be crying because there was nothing she could do to stop the father. Oh, that's so, so sad. It, it's so sad. And she even remembers, uh, in particular, one dinner episode when she doesn't remember what she said, but it was something that really upset her dad. And he knocked her across the room. And from that experience, she had a black eye. In middle school, she found out the real reason for this rejection was that she was not born a boy. 
he wanted a son and he took that disappointment and that anger out on her. And of course, there was nothing she could do about that. It seemed very hopeless. So fast forward, here she was going to high school, having to wear long sleeve shirts to hide all the bruises on her arms from the beatings. And as soon as she graduated from high school, she got married to get out of the house. And of course, she didn't have the right skills to recognize a man of good character and a good quality. And so she made mistake after mistake in her choice of marriage partners. And when we look forward to that, a day came when someone told her about the heart healer and she read the book and then she found out about our group study online and she joined in and she sent me an email at the end of the class And I want to tell you right now, this woman is approximately 70 years old. And all these years, she had experienced the effects of that trauma, of that abuse, and that rejection by her father. And when she wrote to me at the end of the series, she said, you know, so many people hurt me because It started with that abuse from my dad, and I began to make really bad choices as an adult because I didn't have the right upbringing, because I didn't understand, and I would act out my anger and my hurt and my pain, making wrong choices for myself. And she said, but I'm so glad that God spoke to me through your class. And ever since then, I've been able to forgive every person who hurt me. And every place in my heart that was broken is now healed. Oh, that is so good. She was able to get past that with the the help of our great healer, the Lord. Yes. And all that you were able to explain. I mean, I think it's so wonderful that you can explain this to to people so they can understand and Mm -hmm. forgive and move on in their lives. Yes. And in the book and in our online classes, we do this just using true stories and lining them up with the word of God, with scripture. Because that's what's the key to all of this. Mm -hmm. There are two sisters I'd like to tell you about, and they were so traumatized when they were little. They were two of six children in a family. The father abandoned them. And these six children would get together with their mom and they would just pray and pray that their dad would come back. And every time he came for a visit, they would scurry around trying to get the house really clean and they would try to look just right and they would try to behave perfectly to win him back. And he would leave again because of his bad character, because of his lack of integrity And that behavior of his traumatized them because they were so heartbroken over this disappointment and felt so hopeless about their livelihood and their future. So they began, they read the Heart Healer book, they attended an online class, and this is how I heard their story so well. What I came to understand is it affected the sisters different ways. One sister said that she struggled with never being able to accept the love of her husband or anyone else in her family. She just couldn't believe it. She couldn't receive it. And so we prayed specifically for the healing for that. 
And she is now transformed because of who God is and how much he loves her. Oh, and that is wonderful that she's been able to look at how long and everything she had to live with. What Mm -hmm. about the other sister? Well, the other sister joined our group at a time when she was considering whether her life was worth living. She had experienced a lot of sickness, a lot of pain and heartbreak. When we experience heartbreak, even when we're young, this establishes sometimes, in fact, quite often, an expectation for more heartache. We have this expectation, oh, it's going to happen again, or nobody loves me, or he's going to leave again, or, you know, whatever that experience may have been, translates forward, because we keep thinking with expectation it's going to be happening. And so in her case, she lived with that again and again and again, and had all kinds of negative experiences in life, and has was at the point of considering suicide. But she joined the same group her sister was in, and they went through the class together. What they told me later is, we keep these classes limited weekly to about an hour. And so not everybody gets to say something. Not everyone gets to speak and be prayed for at that moment. But what I do in my online classes is just walk them through to help them be encouraged to move forward. So when she joined the class and uh, she and her sister went through the class together, what I didn't realize is that they would call each other after the class ended and talk to each other and say, do you have a few minutes? Because I really want to talk about what was said today. And they would wind up sharing their memories from their childhood and cry together and pray together. That's that's good because they could go through it together and then yes. they were able to share those experiences together and understand how it affected each of them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wonderful. Yes. It's so amazing. And, you know, I hear these stories and I'm like, God, you are so incredible. You are so amazing. I am just overwhelmed with his goodness and his mercy and how he responds to people who are struggling. They just need to know they can reach out to him. They do. And can you tell me a little bit about the Heart Healer book and the programs that you have so our listeners could really understand what you're all able to to do? I'll be glad to. Uh, The book is written... Very simply, it is not an academic piece. It's just me talking to the reader. And I don't use a lot of Christian vernacular. I just keep it simple and conversational. And through those uses, the use of those stories I mentioned, and I have, I think, 16 different stories in the book, and with scripture to back up each story and each point that's made, people are able to go through the book alone if they want to. And the study guide works as a journal that people can use to dig deeper. They are able to have a personal, private experience with the Lord God. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. This experience can be very rich, just all on their own. They don't need me. They don't need anybody else to help them through it. However, sometimes people either don't want to open up those feelings from the past, 
or if they allow themselves to read the book and start feeling the emotions bubble up, they want to put the book down and they don't persevere. So in cases like that, it's a perfect opportunity for people to get together in small groups or in church classes where they go through the study together and just encourage each other. They don't have to reveal their deep secrets or anything like that to each other, but they just show up and say, yes, you know, encourage me, pray for me, see me through this. And when they go through these group studies, it can turn into just an extremely rich experience. The people who lead the studies don't have to really be authorities on all of this. All they do is serve as good friends and family members who love each other and keep pointing people to Christ. Oh, that is so good. And if uh, any of the listeners want to reach back to you, can you explain? I'll put those in the show notes as well, but if you can explain how they can do that. And and then I'd like you to pray. Oh, I'd love so- to do that. Well, the way they're going to touch with me, the easiest way is just to go to this website page. It's called theheartheeler.org slash hello. And when they go to thehearthealer.org slash hello, they'll see a collection of things that we do, that we offer to help people out in their relationships and in heart healing and in leading group studies. Also, we have a gift that I love sharing. If they click on a button where it says something like, yes, I'd like to receive this free gift right now, what they'll do is receive a sample chapter from the first chapter of the book, The Heart Healer, and the first chapter of the study guide, so they can get a glimpse of what it's about and how easy a read it is. This sample can help them decide whether they want to purchase the book or not. And that's so good, because then they get an idea of what it is. And it's good. The Lord will speak to their heart. Exactly. Yes, exactly. It's, you know, my way of helping them get a preview of what they can experience. It's just a small preview, because the book covers so much more than just the introduction of the first chapter, but it at least helps them understand the format. And it's good then too, because they might not understand what heart healing is. I didn't until I read your book. I really didn't. And and that'll put into perspective for them. Yes. You're, I'm sorry that you're reminding me of a story I want to tell you very quickly. Please do. I used to be involved in this international ministry, and we led retreats where we prayed for people for this sort of thing, healing and freedom. And I was leading an instructional class for the prayer partners to help them understand more about heart healing. And this woman came up to me a few months later who had participated in that teaching. And she said, I've been a Christian. She looked mad at me at first. And I was like, oh my goodness. She said, I've been a Christian for 42 years and I never heard anything like that before. And she said, I just want you to know that when you taught that, I decided, hmm, I'm going to have to research that and think about it and pray about it. And she said, but at the end of your presentation, you said, pick a partner and pray for each other for heart healing. And when we prayed, my heart actually began to vibrate. (laughs) She said, it just vibrated. And I knew immediately what God was healing me for. And she said, since then, I have been a new person. I was so traumatized 
by an experience before I got to that training session that you were at. And she said, I hadn't even realized that God could heal my heart from that. And she was laughing and smiling. And she said, I never imagined at that moment that I would be so happy in the months to come. That is such a good testimony. That is wonderful. And a good example of how the power of God through prayer is amazing. Yes, it is. And so as I pray with your listeners, I would like to explain that this prayer is surprisingly simple. And as we pray the prayer, just know that God, the creator of all mankind, the one who loves you so incredibly, each one of you, is listening. And if you're heartbroken, he is near. And if you think of an experience that you had, maybe long ago, maybe last week, that has really wounded you and has started to affect your ability to think, to send and receive information properly, to move forward in life. You're just so attached to that experience. I just want you to know that God says, behold, I live in a high and holy place, but I also live with those who are sad and humble. And he says, I give new life to those who are sad and to those whose hearts are broken. So we're going to believe God for your new life today as we pray. Don't be hindered by the simplicity of it because God's love and his response to our prayers is not complicated. So let's pray. If you'll just think about that painful experience right now that you'd like for the Lord to heal you of, just bring that to the forefront of your mind and let yourself feel the pain if that is there. And I ask you to just put your hand over your heart right now as we pray and just repeat after me, Heavenly Father, I invite you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit into my heart right now. I invite you in, and I ask you to go to that place of pain, that shattered place that I'm remembering right now, and I ask that you heal it. I accept your healing. I receive it, and I ask you to heal any physical problems that may be connected with this heartache. Any physical problems that affected my mind, or my physical being. I receive that healing from you in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I thank you for that healing, Lord. I know that it's very real, and I receive it, and I love you, Lord, and I appreciate you so much. And now as you finish praying, everyone, just take a deep breath. Let yourself breathe again. Deep breath, and just feel and sense what the Holy Spirit, what the Son of God, what the Father God has just done in your heart. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for every listener right now. That was beautiful. God is so good. And thank you for praying with everyone. So, If you have prayed that prayer and if you want to learn more information, please reach out to Cindy. And can you say the the web link again one more time? Uh, I'll put it in the show notes, but if, if they're listening right now and want to write it down, please let them know. 
I certainly will. And I would like to add a little caveat here. I mentioned the groups that I lead, and I'm not always available to lead groups, but I definitely empower people, encourage people who want to lead groups, and I want to be there for them. And I show them the way at this website page, and it is thehearthealer.org slash hello. Good. Cindy, this was so enlightening and it's it's so good to and refreshing to realize the power of the Lord and the things that he is able to do for us today. And thank you for bringing this to light. I did not understand this before I read the book. And it is just so important because there's so many people that are out there hurting in this world and God can heal them that way. And that is wonderful. Thank you. It was a privilege to be here. Well, thank you for being my guest, and I'm looking forward to future interactions with you and just keep keeping a good communication with you. So that thank you very wonderful. much. I love it. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye for now. Bye. And, uh, bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Timeless Truths podcast with me, Dr. Christine Van Horn. I hope that you have been inspired and have found this discussion helpful in guiding your family. Please check out my website at drchris.co for additional resources or contact me at chris at drchris.co. See you next week.